you're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, all around Australia and um, you can get us on 87.6, 87.8 or 88.0 and you can also cut us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website um, which is faithfm.com.au uh, where you can also catch us on previous Tazi Encounters episodes um, and today um, just like every Wednesday we have Rako joining us from Bernie and um, Rako will be continuing with this series of programs um, titled 3MJ where the 3M stand for movement, message and mission and J standing for Jesus so the 3MJ is movement, message and mission of Jesus. Welcome Rako how are you today? Yes good thank you Tabitha how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Rako. Um, how's your week been so far? Oh, it's been quite busy doing um, paperwork and other things and preparations. Mm. Oh well, I pray that you have um, the strength and um, the focus you need to do today's programs and to get you through the day. Um, so, Rako, I believe today we're talking about um, the parable of the sheep and the goats. And I don't mean to spoil, um, to be a spoiler, um, like getting into what today's program entails too soon. But I believe we are talking about acts of love and kindness. And I'm just thinking, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but um, um, would you share with us an act of love or kindness that you've demonstrated towards another person other than a family member, not your wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll probably then question, "Oh, what acts of kindness uh, uh, did did Raiko show me this week?" <laughs> and, and and you're right, you know these things that we're going to be looking at today, they have to do with acts of kindness, acts of hospitality. And uh, you've asked me, "What have I done?" Well, it's interesting. Last week, uh, in my spare time, when I do get some, I, I actually enjoy cooking, mm. and uh, I. Um, enjoyed making bread well the bread uh, machine makes the dough and then I like to work it out and I made some bread rolls and I think about uh, 12 bread rolls were made I actually did it twice my first batch was not good because the yeast was not the best and then the second batch was uh, much better and and, and it grew and um, I said to myself whoa there's too many rolls here so in the future I will give it to my next door neighbor I have a lovely next door neighbor and then I also have another neighbor too and she's nice and then across too and so this week i said well uh let me let me let me make some donuts Mm. (laughs) and just some homemade donuts and then the lady i wanted to give to she she was sick Mm. uh, and and she she wasn't too well that day and she's like oh i don't like to refuse but yeah she she was sick i mean we we messaged her because i had too many donuts i think there was like 14 donuts that was made Um, from from one dough batch Mm. so you know sometimes we make food I thought and we just uh, sometimes it's too much for us to eat it and it's good to share it with our next door neighbors Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's really thoughtful of you and even if the lady didn't um, take your donuts at least you had that thought in mind and yeah most of the time it's the thoughts that count really you had that thought and you had that 
intention. Let me add something. Mm-hmm. You know, this this lady was sick, and it was just yesterday that she had to go and see the doctor. And my wife, she said to said to this lady, "Hey, I'm going to take you to the doctor." And that's mm-hmm. exactly what she did. And you know, this actually goes in conjunction with our parable today about the sheep and the goats, because there's a section there about if someone is sick, did you go and visit them? Well, in this case, you know, there's a need here. You know, someone is sick, did you take them to the doctor? Did you take them to there? Did you just give them a help? hand mm. um, yeah that's right and um, I would say I, I don't think I've done so much like big acts of kindness lately but um, my mom has always taught us me and my siblings to be kind and always looking after people who seem like to need help the most and I try to make people feel comfortable even at the workplace like people who feel sort of look like they feel left out I try mm. to reach out and all that and just praying for um, people who I know are going through a hard time and even letting people get in front of me in traffic. (laughs) Yeah, just small things like that. And we encourage our listeners to share with us um, any like acts of love or kindness that you've shown Mm -hmm. towards people around you. Uh, It can be a thought. It can be praying for them. Just, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. You, you know, this is, I'm going to share a Bible verse. It's not even in my notes, but it's First Peter chapter 4, verse 9, which, where it says, Use hospitality with one another without grumbling. Mm. And uh, one time when uh, Elise and I were students back at uh, Avondale College, which is in Kurumbong area, all of a sudden there were two people that rocked up. I, I knew the person and they came to our house and they were looking for a place to uh, stay for a few days. And, you know, we welcomed them in. But they also had their own food. They never shared with us. We shared our food with them. And I have to be honest, it really tested my character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, use hospitality with one another without grumbling. <laughs> and, and a few days later, the person even said to me this. He goes, well, for the last few days, I can't even know where I've even sinned. And I was so tempted to say, mate, do you want me to point it out for you? But I never did. So, you know, sometimes, you know, use hospitality with one another without grumbling, you know, doing these acts of kindness. You know, it, it really reveals our heart and where we are sometimes because sometimes we're like, yeah, I'm going to help, but really our heart is not in the right place. Mm, yeah, that's not good. Um, so, Rako, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the parable of the sheep and the goats, and we actually have uh, a bit to cover. Uh, last time we talked about the parable of the talent. It's about using our gifts um, and our talents, spiritual gifts that God has given us to bless others. And before we get into it, Tabitha, can you please pray? Sure. Um, Father, we thank you for this day. Um, We thank you for this program. And uh, I pray that even as Rako is going to share your message, Father, um, he may seem a bit tired. We pray that, God, you may um, guide him through and give him strength and energy that he needs to share your word and the focus, Father. And we pray that we, as we listen to your word, that we may be touched and uh, we may act upon what we hear from you. Um, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So let's open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. Mm -hmm. And can you just please read verse 31? Um, The title is the final judgment. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. 
When you read this passage of scripture, people automatically think that this is talking in relation to the second coming of Jesus. But it mentions his, here he is going to sit on his throne of glory. And the book of Revelation talks about this great white throne in Revelation chapter 20. Mm. And in the past, uh, I've quoted from the book Desire of Ages, and and chapter 70 is all about this passage of Scripture that we're looking at today, Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. It's only, this passage of Scripture is only found in the book of Matthew, I should say, this parable of the sheep and the goats. And uh, Desire of Ages quotes Matthew chapter 25 verse 31 and 32 and then it says this how Christ was on the Mount of Olives and he pictured to his disciples the scene of the great judgment day and he represented its decision as turning upon one point when the nations are gathered before him there will be two classes and their eternal destiny will be determined by what they have done or have neglected to do for him in the person of the poor and also the suffering. So let me just give you some, uh, you know, when it comes to the Bible, the chronology, the Bible teaches that when Christ comes back, the dead in Christ will rise first, and they're going to meet him up in the air. And those who are alive, who are righteous, they will also meet Christ up in, in the air. Those who are wicked, at the coming of Christ, they are destroyed with the brightness of his coming, and they... And the wicked who are in the grave, they remain in the grave. Mm. And the Bible talks about, in John 5, verse 28 and 29, that there are two resurrections. Mm. There's the resurrection of life, which is eternal life, which happens at the second coming of Christ. But there's also the resurrection of condemnation. Mm. Condemnation means punishment. Mm. And that word punishment will appear here in Matthew 25. It talks about everlasting punishment. And they will resurrect uh, what is known as at the end of the 1,000 years. Because when Christ comes back, God's people go up to heaven. They're going to be there for 1,000 years. And then uh, at the end of the millennium, even though that term does not appear millennium in the Bible, the concept of it does. It's a theological term. At the end of the 1,000 years, you're going to have this resurrection of condemnation. uh, But then they will be destroyed and killed in the lake of fire. And here it talks about that Jesus, he sits uh, on the throne of his glory. And when we read this passage of scripture in Matthew 25, we see that he is king and that he is also judge as well. Mm -hmm. So please read Matthew 25 and verse 32, please. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Mm. This this is a metaphor here that uh, Jesus is talking about. He's saying all the nations will be gathered. This will happen at the end of the millennium. And the word for nations here in the Greek is ethnos. He does use the word as, you know, and that means like or similar. And you've got the two groups, the sheep and the goats. Mm -hmm. And as we continue reading, we're going to see that the sheep represents who, Tabitha? Um, the The righteous. It represents the righteous. And who do the goats represent? Um, the unrighteous. <laughs> <laughs> the unrighteous one. So it's a very simple question. Do you want to be a sheep or a goat? Mm, I guess that's a question for all, to all of us. 
Um, and we're about to go to a break, but just to mention the book, um, the Draco just mentioned, Desire of Ages, that's going to be our book offer, and we'll give you more information later on. Um, this first song is Love One Another by Carly Fletcher. by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Love One Another by Carly Fletcher and you're listening to Taz Encounters with Raiko Jalit and um, we we uh, posed a question to our listeners um, at some point in the f- previous section um, just uh, encouraging our listeners to share with us an act of kindness of or love uh, that they've demonstrated towards another person other than a family member. It can be a thought, it can be prayer, just anything that you've done to your fellow neighbor, and that could be just anyone. It can be a stranger, it can be your next door neighbor. To share with us, we'd like to hear from. I uh, would like to hear what you have to share. And um, yeah, so Rako, where do we um, go from here? In our previous section, we saw how all the nations are going to be before be gathered before him, that's the Son of Man, that's Jesus Christ, and he's going to separate them from one from another, as or like or similar as a sheep, uh, sorry, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And, you know, what do we know about sheep and goats? Well, both according mm-hmm. to the Jewish culture and also according to the Bible, uh, they are clean animals, they are sanctuary animals, mm-hmm. um, they were used for the sanctuary service, um, and 
during the time of Jesus, the culture of the time, the shepherd would take care of the sheep. And in the daytime, uh, the shepherd would mix the sheep and the goats together. But in the evening, they would be separated for uh, various reasons. Mm -hmm. So let's go to Matthew 25 and verse 33, please. Can you read that for us? He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. So we've got here two sides, the right and the left. Mm. And in the Bible, right represents the favor of God. Mm. Let me give a few Bible verses here. In Mark chapter 14 and verse 62, Jesus said, I am, and you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. He said this before the high priest. The high priest got really upset and angry and he tore his clothes. In Mark 16, verse 19, it says this. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Mm. Colossians 3, verse 1 says the same thing. Hebrews 1, verse 3 says the same thing. Hebrews 10, verse 12 and 13, it says, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for the sins forever, this is talking about Jesus, mm. sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. And, and there's also Stephen. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Um, and, uh, yeah, you also mentioned Stephen too, right, in mm. Acts chapter 7. Yeah, mm. thanks for sharing that, Tabitha. Mm. So we see that the right hand represents the favor of God. Let me give two more examples here. Mm. Remember the disciples went fishing? Yeah. And they didn't catch anything. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is on the shore. They went fishing all night. And he said to them, oh, did you catch anything? And they said, no. And then he said to them, cast a net on the right side of the boat and mm -hmm. you will find some. Mm -hmm. and, and they had so much fish that they were unable to draw it because, you know, the multitude of the fish. Now, the Bible doesn't say this unless I've missed it. But in the book, Desire of Ages, on page 630, uh, 644 it's talking about the Lord's Supper mm -hmm. and it mentions there when the disciples entered the supper room their hearts were full of resentful feelings mm -hmm. Judas Judas who has the characteristics of Satan and we know Satan had entered him Desire of Ages says Judas pressed next to Christ on the left side John was on the right Interesting. Mm. So, right just represents the favor of God. Mm. Let's continue reading. Uh, can you please read verse 34? Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. Thank you. The king here is? God. Jesus. Jesus Christ. The mm. father here is? God. God the Father, and it says here, come, you blessed. You know, that word blessed, I like the Greek word, it's makarios, it means happy, you know. Mm -hmm. Come, you're blessed, you're happy, inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let's read verses 35 to verse 40, please. Can you read that for us? Um, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. Um, I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the, these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When when did we ever see you sick in 
or in prison and visit you. And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are doing it to me. Thank you for reading this. You know, in verse 34, it's Jesus is saying, come, you're blessed. You know, inherit the kingdom. And then in verse 35, it tells us why, for, or because. Mm. And then if you notice, Jesus uses the word I, I, I. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. Mm. I was naked. I was sick. I was in prison. And, you know, then he uses the word, okay, me, me, me. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Did you notice that, Tabitha? Yeah. And there were six things that Jesus mentioned here which are acts of kindness or hospitality, and that is hunger, mm-hmm. thirst, uh, being a stranger. Uh, this, is, uh, this is also alienation, mm. uh, naked, sick, and in prison. Mm-hmm. Please read verse 41 now. Um, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you. You cursed once into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishments, but the righteous will go into eternal life. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) Let let, let me just um, talk about this eternal punishment or everlasting punishment and in verse 41 it talks about everlasting fire and for someone who doesn't know the bible when they read this they would probably get an idea that god will torment the wicked forever and ever and ever and the truth is that when you study the bible and you do a little bit of comparisons of scripture and i'll just mention this uh, in first samuel chapter one you read about the story of hannah she decided well i'm going to give my child to the Lord um, and that was Samuel and I'll give him to the Lord forever Mm. and he is not alive today Mm. and forever she continues saying that as long as he lives right you know what um, Raiko yesterday Gary's program was about um, hell and fire you know people asking if hell is forever so (laughs) just yeah, if someone was listening to yesterday's program, they can get the idea. They can get the answer, I guess. And and, and just another scripture in Jonah chapter 2, Jonah was in a great big fish uh, for three days. And it felt like he writes there in Jonah chapter 2, like it was forever. But he wasn't there forever. It's like you going to, let's say, Sydney and you're sitting in traffic and it feels like it's forever, but it's not forever. And so here when he talks about everlasting fire, everlasting punishment... The consequences of it are everlasting and eternal, not the duration. Mm. So just keep that in the back of of your mind. So here we see that the goats, they're the opposite to the sheep, aren't they? Mm. And uh, I just want to mention a few comparisons here between the sheep and the goats. Uh, We see that the sheep are on the right, the goats are on the left. In verse 34, 
Jesus says to the sheep, come, but to the goats, they are to depart. Mm. In verse 34, the sheep are blessed, while in verse 41, the goats are cursed. Mm. In verse 34, when it comes to the sheep, there's a kingdom prepared. Mm. While for the goats, there's everlasting fire that is prepared. In verse 46, the sheep receive eternal life, while the goats receive everlasting punishment. And uh, it all has to do here, you know, with what you're doing. Um, And uh, you have the sheep, they have done things, they do things, while the goats, they have neglected to do things. Mm. And I think I want to communicate this now and probably still throughout um, we are not saved by what we do Mm. we are saved by faith we are saved by grace through faith and because we love Jesus we want to put our faith into action Mm. and true faith is faith in action Mm -hmm. and uh, the problem here is that um, the goats uh, they they didn't do uh, certain things you know, they weren't helping their fellow men. Now, let me ask a question. To whom is this parable addressed to? Is it addressed to believers or unbelievers? To all of us, I believe. But remember, we've been looking at parables in a row. Mm. We've been looking at, uh, there's, there's four parables in a row, beginning at the end of Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. It's all, it's all a package. And you have the parable of the faithful and unfaithful servant. Mm-hmm. And then you have the parable of the ten virgins, and the ten virgins is to the church. And then you have the parable of the talents, which is the servants. Mm-hmm. And then you have the parable of the sheep and goats. Even though uh, someone is not a believer in Christ, I believe they <laughs> it's still important to do good works and, and, and acts of kindness and, and be hospitable. But really here in the context, Mm-hmm. Um, when we see it, it was to believers, mm. you know, those who are followers of Jesus. Um, when will the judgment take place? We, we've touched on this. It takes place at the end of the millennium. Uh, I was going to, uh, I wanted us to open up the Bible to Revelation chapter 20 mm-hmm. um, and, and read that section of Scripture, but we won't. I'll just summarize it. There you read about how at the end of the 1,000 years, the new Jerusalem will come down on earth and in the new jerusalem you have jesus you have the saints and you're going to have these wicked people that have resurrected but it's the resurrection of condemnation and satan's going to gather them and satan and his evil angels they're going to try and take the city uh, of jerusalem and you also read there how there is this um a great white throne and there's judgment the books are open everyone and these wicked, they want to take the city of God, but they will not be able to. And then fire will come down from heaven, and uh, there's the execution. You know, there was examination of the evidence, uh, a verdict was announced based on the examination of the evidence, and then there's the sentence of the execution, and so uh, there's this lake of fire that would take place. And when we come back, I want to talk about, well, you know, what made some of these people enter Oh, sorry, or what made these people not enter into uh, the New Jerusalem? You know, what kind of sins did they commit? And then we'll try and connect this with Matthew chapter 25. Okay, and um, yeah, just before we go for a break, I want to still encourage our listeners to share um, with us an act of kindness or 
love that they've showed to another person or they have that they have received it can be either um can be something that someone has done to you um yeah and this next song is what love really means by jj heller he cries in the corner where nobody sees he's the kid with the story no one would believe he prays every night dear god won't you please could you send someone here who will love me who
that's what um what love really means by JJ Heller and you're listening to Taz Encounters with Rachel Chellis and um I just want to share an experience quickly that I had um yeah this because we're talking about kindness and uh, acts of kindness um so I was having a big issue with getting my first covid vaccine um, recorded in the immunization records and um I had Dif- uh, I had um, the first and the second at different places, the first and the second vaccine, and I don't have Medicare. So when I had my first vaccine, I didn't have IHI number, which I'm meant to have if I don't have Medicare. And But anyway, I was I got um, after my second vac- COVID vaccine, and that was recorded. So I tried to follow up to get the first one recorded, and I was not getting the help I needed. So I went to um, the place where I got my second vaccine, and the team leader there... Her name is Sassy. Um, she told me, she said to me the first time, like when I told her my story, she said, I'm going to help you. We're going to get this sorted out. And she assured me and um, it was a struggle, to be honest, following it up. It took a while and it took like two months. But this lady, she kept her word and um, she she go, she went through a lot and making phone calls and just you know, doing things that were above her, um, um, things that or making phone calls that her bosses should be should have been making, but um, she helped me because I was really desperate and I didn't know where to go, um, because I need to get that um shown at my workplace that I've been vaccinated and I also want to travel and all that, but and you know, um, yeah, I was really touched and I I felt like she was a true leader, mm-hmm. yeah, um. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, Tabitha. You know, the, the, let me just connect that with the sheep here. The sheep are always willing to help others, and, and they will go the extra mile without any strings attached. Um, because in this parable, one thing that really stands out for me is that, you know, Jesus said to them, Come, you are blessed, inherit the kingdom of God, prepare to from the foundation of the world for when I was hungry you know you you gave me uh, food and so forth but then they say this when when did we do this when we you know when did we feed you when did we give you something to drink you know when did we visit you Mm. and and so you know they are just doing things these things naturally spontaneously and you know why they do it Mm. because they love God and they love mankind Mm. And, you know, I need to ask myself as a personal application, you know, what am I like? Mm. You know, because we could be talk, 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 but, you know, are we really willing to help out? Um, now, let's let's go back to Revelation mm-hmm. and let's just read a few things why people did not enter into the New Jerusalem, why they didn't even make it to heaven. Uh, Revelation 21, and thanks again for sharing that, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revelation 21, and please read verse 7 and 8. Um, verse 7, He who overcome, overcome shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual, Im- sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There's a number of things that are mentioned here. There's about seven things in this list here. These are sins that have been committed. 
Okay, I I, I want to stress that these are sins of commission. They've committed these things, and this will keep them outside of the kingdom of God. Uh, let's go to verse twenty-seven of the same chapter. Can you please read that? But they shall be by no means enter. But there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie. But only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Again, these are sins that people have committed. They have done something, you can say, bad. Sin. And then in Revelation 22, and I, and I didn't mention this earlier, but in Revelation 20, those wicked that are going to be judged, they're going to be judged according to their works. Twice mm-hmm. it mentions that. And then in Revelation 22 and verse 12, I'll read this. It says, And behold, this is Jesus. I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work, his action. Now, can you please read verse 14 and 15? Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexual immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all those who live, who love to live a lie. There's a list there about seven things mentioned, and dogs in the Bible also represent uh, something that is unclean. It represents the Gentiles, I think, according to Matthew chapter 6. So let me just mention this. Mm-hmm. The emphasis in the book of Revelation is that the wicked are outside of the city because of the things they were not supposed to do, um, and they refuse to repent. Mm-hmm. The criteria in Matthew 25 it is different. It's the other side of the coin to mm-hmm. speak. So, in the book of Revelation, it emphasizes the sin of commission, meaning you've committed this sin. This is what the wicked have done, which they should have not done. But in the book of Matthew, it emphasizes the sin of omission, meaning you are sinning because you didn't do it. Okay? You, you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. This is what the wicked have not to do, not do that they should have done. Mm. Now, I want to read a statement. This comes from a book called uh, Selected Messages, book one, uh, page 220. It says this, The condemning power of the law of God extends not only to the things we do, but to the things we do not do. Mm. We are not to justify ourselves in omitting to do the things that God requires. Mm. We must not only cease to do evil, but we must learn to do well. God has given us powers to be exercised in good works, and if these powers are not put to use, we shall certainly be set down as wicked and slothful servants. We may not have committed grievous sins. Such offenses may not stand registered against us in the book of God. But the fact that our deeds, that means our actions, are not recorded as pure, good, elevated and noble, showing that we have not improved our entrusted talents, places us under condemnation. Isn't that interesting? Mm. So you have the sin of uh, commission, and you also have the sin of omission. Omission, when you're supposed to be doing good, but you just don't do anything. Mm. Um, And so it's about what you've done versus, you know, what you've neglected to have done. But I want to stress again the point that we are not saved by our um, works. Um, We are saved by grace through faith. And because we love Christ, we love our fellow men, we want to have the character of Christ and help other people. Mm. Um, You know, it's interesting. 
we've been looking at the literal dimension of the parable. Uh, when someone is hungry, thirsty, a stranger, naked, um, and also sick and in prison. But you know, at the same time, this parable, you can also give a spiritual dimension. Mm. So let's talk about hungry. How, how, how do you think this applies spiritually, Tabitha? Um, hunger for God's word. Amen. Mm. Exactly. You feed people spiritually. Mm. Okay. When it comes to thirst... Remember Jesus Christ said, I am the water of life. I am the living water, right? Mm. You know, and, and that word living water is water that is constantly moving. It's not stagnant. It is continually moving. You know, think about a stranger. Mm. You know, um, it is those who have, uh, you know, uh, they embrace Jesus Christ. And they embrace the covenant. And I want to read this. This is a beautiful scripture. This comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12, 13, and 19. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens, that is a stranger, from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were Far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And I love this Bible verse. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Mm. Being naked, well, we are being uh, naked means destitute of the righteousness of Christ. We need Mm. to be clothed with Christ's righteousness. Being sick, well, we've got this spiritual sick. There's this virus of sin in the world, and we need Jesus. And being in prison, well, you can be a prisoner in sin and a prison, a pr- prisoners to Satan. And in Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 2, Jesus Christ came to uh, heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Mm, indeed. And um, for our book offer for today, it's The um, Desire of Ages, and that is by Ellen White. And um, this book deals with a universal yearning, and the d- desire for living life to its fullest with the knowledge that we are here for a reason and um, that we are loved. And um, in this book, Ellen White tells the story of the greatest spiritual leader the world has ever known, that is Jesus Christ. And it doesn't just set down a series of remote events, but it presents the meaning of them so vividly that you will feel like you're an eyewitness to what is being described. And um, in this book, you will understand, possibly for the first time, the true underlying significance of Christ's deeds and the bearing on your own life here and now. We'll give you the code to um, get that book, but for now we're going to listen to this song, Well Done by the Afters. What will it be like when my pain is gone and all the worries of this world just fade away? Face 
that day Until then I'll live to hear you say program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was well done by the afters and um, yeah, it always feels good when someone tells you well done, but just imagine if those words are coming from our creator, our Lord Jesus Christ, and um, you're listening to Taz Encounters with Draco Challenge. and before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code um, to claim this amazing offer, which is the book, The Desire of Ages by Ellen White, and the code to um, ask for that book is 3MJ1, 3MJ number one, no space in between. Text 3MJ1 to 0488-880891. 3MJ1 to 0488-880891. Miracle, I believe we are in the last section of this um, program. How would you like to finish off today? Uh, I, the truth is I would not like to finish off. <laughs> Time goes so quickly, um, and there's so much more that I have to share. Um, just want to mention, we've talked about the sin of commission and the sin of omission. And in Matthew 19, there's a story there about a rich young ruler that comes to Jesus Christ. And he asks Jesus, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, keep the commandments. And he says, which ones? And he, he, he still feels like he is lacking something. And in the end, Jesus said to him, um, he quotes uh, five out of the Ten Commandments. He also says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says, sell everything that you have and give it to the poor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sell your possessions. Can you see how that is related to our... Um, to our parable because the whole parable it's about helping out the needy Mm. um, those who are in need and uh, he he kept the commandments of God but he had the sin of omission you know he wasn't doing good to his fellow man and the very similar thing is found in the parable of the good Samaritan where you have the priest and the Levite they never helped that man that was beaten up Mm. And, and they just, uh, you know, they were omitting to do good. And I would say they also committed to the sin of commission. Why? Mm. Um, because the Ten Commandments can be summarized uh, under two points, love God and love your fellow man. The truth is the religion of Jesus Christ, uh, it's an active religion mm. and it's a dynamic religion. And when Jesus uh, is in the heart, we really want to help other people. Mm. And we care for other people who have been wounded by Satan and his agents, just like the man um, in, the, in, the, in the story of the Good Samaritan. Without external help, uh, you know, that man would have perished. And we need Jesus Christ, too, in our lives. Now, I want to mention all people matter. Service is an expression of God's love. Um, and when we serve, 
others, it, it changes us. I, I believe so. Sometimes we are so self-absorbed. Um, Desire of Ages talks about the goats, how they are unconscious of their guilt. And uh, we are sometimes so so self-absorbed. We only think about our needs. Mm. But there's a world out there that doesn't just need literal things, you know, and helping out. Mm. Um, meals on wheels and giving do soup um you know, soup kitchens and all these things are great, but also the spiritual dimension we talked about as well. Mm. You know, I just want to talk a little bit about here in the end about sheep and goats. Sheep are not like goats and goats are not like sheep. Mm. And uh, I remember one pastor saying, you know, the sheep, they follow Jesus Mm. where the goats are always giving excuses. They would say things like, oh, you know, pastor, but this. Oh, yeah, pastor, I know this, but. And the goats are always butting, butting, butting. But sheep, you know, one person, um, I I listened to one person and he said, well, sheep are not good for much. Uh, You can't train them to guard your house. You can't train them to fetch a stick. They can't build dams like beavers do. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't make nests like birds do. Uh, they're just good for being good lawnmowers. And, and as I listened to this person, uh, he said something that I really enjoyed. What he said too. He said um, there are five things that sheep do. Number one, they eat. Uh, they sleep. They grow wool. They procreate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know these things they do all. Uh, no, they don't even do it consciously. Eat, sleep, grow wool, and procreate. But remember, in the parable, um, the righteous will answer to the Lord, well, when did we see you hungry and mm. feed you? You know, when, when. Three times, you know, that word when comes up there between Matthew 25 verses uh, 37 and uh, 38. Uh, three times. And, you know, they do these things because they love Jesus. But there is also one other thing that the sheep are known for, and that is they know the voice of the shepherd. Mm. And in John chapter 10, it talks about how they know the voice of the shepherd and they follow the shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. And at the end of time, like the time we're living in now, we will, we read in Revelation 14 verse 4 how God's people, you know, they follow the lamb wherever he goes. You know, um, and uh, this is this is how the sheep get to do what they need to do, um, and they have nice wool and, and muscle because they follow the shepherd, and you know, service becomes natural as we reflect Christ's character. Remember, Jesus shared four parables in a row. Mm. The first parable was the faithful and unfaithful servant. The faithful servant, yep, he is preaching God's word. He is preaching present truth. But that's not enough. We've got the next parable, the ten virgins. We got. We need the Holy Spirit. How do we know we have the Holy Spirit? Well, we help. Uh, we we use our talents, our spiritual gifts. Mm. What do we use our spiritual gifts and talents for? Well, for helping others mentally, spiritually, socially, physically. Um, we are helping them. Uh, and service nurtures faith. Service grows faith. Service matures faith as well. And uh, as one person said, "Well done is better than well said." And, you know, this here really, the appeal is a call for action. Mm. And uh, I know in my personal life, I need to recommit my life to God. 
It's not just a, I commit my life once. It's a daily thing of recommitting your life over and over. And uh, I hope that those who are listening, that they're willing to commit or recommit their lives to Christ daily and to say, God, use me for your service. Um, and, and, you know, when we do that, we actually get joy out of it. I do. And it's a blessing. Mm, indeed. Um, thank you, Raku, for your powerful sharing. And I pray that we've all been blessed um, with that sharing. Um, what do you have for us next week? Uh, next week, we're going to be continuing Jesus' final week of ministry. We're going to be talking about how there's this plot to kill Jesus Christ. Okay, join Draco next week um, to learn more about what he has to share. And um, tomorrow we have Peter Watts. Um, Peter will be continuing with this series of programs titled Searching for Certainty. And uh, Peter will be talking about abundant living. Um, so join Peter tomorrow uh, to hear what he has to share. Uh, we thank you for joining us today. And just to remind us of the code to get the book offer, which is The Desire of Ages by Ellen White. It's 3MJ1. Um, text 3MJ number one. No spacing between 3MJ1 to 488 And wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.